Hey guys, my name's Nash. Welcome to what is sadly the final episode of the pod for 2015. This week on the podcast, we have four killer segments to wrap up an awesome year. We hear from Jo as she investigates the development of prosthetic limbs here at UNSW in Science Fair. We catch up with 180 Degrees Consulting, featuring them as our Society of the Week. And Patrick relives all the best bits and hears from the people we've helped on PB&J. But up first, it's time for Sports with Nico. Have a listen. What do you get when Woolworths burns down? What do you get? Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Going down swinging, aren't we, Nash? <laughs> All right, welcome to Sports with Nico. Um, to my right, we've got our favourite son, Nashville, Tennessee. Good to be here, Nico. Good to be here. Um, just noticing, no Franco this week. No, no. Um, no Is no. everything okay between you guys? Yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, okay. Interesting you say that. It's just that um, I know you guys are having a bit of a falling out at the moment. And... Uh, I, I, I say this because, well, that conversation we had earlier. What, um, what, just what so conversation? I, just, well, look, I um, don't know. I feel a bit bad about this, but I left the mics recording while we had that conversation. Um, let's just bring the listeners in. So what do you want to talk to me about? What's this I'm hearing about a coup? Well, that's exactly it, mate. A coup. A coup? A coup. I'm thinking of staging a coup against Franco. Franco. Well, it's just been too much, mate. He's slacking off the lateness for every episode, every session, the complete lack of preparation for every session. Now, I just, <coughs> I know the listeners, and I know for the listeners, it's just sounded totally seamless and meticulous and professional. Dude, I've heard every but, episode, you know, it's just and it been doesn't too, sound just too much for me to handle. Look, it'll be easy. All we need to do is just stir the pot a little bit amongst listeners online. We'll start a trend. A trend? Well, how do you think you're going to do that without him knowing? Easy, look, I'll just make a bunch of fake Twitter accounts. I'll use the hashtag FireFranco. Get that circulating and pretty soon he'll be history. Right. No, that that was not me. uh, Yes, it was. I mean, it was you and me. We were both in this room not five minutes ago. Uh, Let's go to a commercial. Dude, we don't have commercials and you're not getting paid. Is is this what this is about? By firing Franco, you think you're going to get paid? He doesn't get paid. No one. Get, I'm the only one who gets paid. If you want to get paid, you have to fire me. You, actually, no, don't do that. Um, exactly. Fire Franco. Anyway, le- listeners, let's bring it in. Let's start the show true right now. <laughs> anyway, so what, this is our last show, sadly, of the year. So what I've decided to do, since because you won't be talking to us or you won't be hearing from us, till maybe March next year we're going to miss the whole summer of sports so what I decided mm, to do tragedy was make a bunch of yeah yeah I'm sure it is for you would make a bunch of predictions for what we're going to miss and then check them in the first episode back next year oh okay. yes so um, from this I've, I've made some pretty careful decisions and you can base my entire sporting expertise on whether or how accurate these are at the end of the at the end of the summer so my first prediction is uh, well I think Chelsea, I think they're gonna I think they're real set to stage an almighty comeback and and, and win win the league Nash. Oh, to be honest, okay, yeah, cool. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll place my bets. As uh, yeah, and also as much as I love my OKC for the NBA, I think uh, the Lakers 
they're in for a good year and uh, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even the Minnesota they're looking good Timberwolf Nation uh, <clears throat> and uh, also the Wanderers to return to their former glory and take the cup out shout out to a good friend of mine who'll appreciate that Maz from Minchinbury Maz uh, Ma- Maz. Oh. Maz from Mincho people like to call her that's a funny name Maz from Mincho yeah and lastly English rugby I predict will return to the superpower they once were <laughs> Sorry, I, I, even I, I, I get that. Let's yeah, I couldn't even. I, I couldn't do it without a straight oh face. Dear. I couldn't do it with a straight face. Sorry, Nash. I hear you've got a a, a good prediction for us as well. <clears> I mean, you, you're not exactly the sports aficionado everyone sort of made you out to be, but you you're catching on, <laughs> and you've got you've got you're catching on, and you've got a good prediction. Well, look, um, I would say that by the end of the year, people will lose interest in sport altogether. And um, focus more on study. Running. No, 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 no physical activity. Right. Well, we'll still have our show, though, right? Yeah. Cool. Up next, it's Science Fair. So this is a particularly special edition, as Joe brings us the research of Lauren Kark, the first lecturer she met on her own PhD journey here at UNSW. Have a listen. I was a student, so I moved to UNSW the day after my 18th birthday. So I did my undergraduate, yes, at UNSW, and then I carried on and did a PhD. Now, Lauren Kark is a lecturer at the Graduate School of Biomedical Engineering up in the Samuels Building. Lauren was the first lecturer I spoke to when I applied to do a PhD project at UNSW. I've been looking forward to having her on Science Fair for quite a while now, so this segment is particularly special to me. My background is in mechanical engineering and my focus is in human movement, particularly human movement with medical devices, um, both implantable as well as external. So I've worked in artificial limbs, so low limb prosthetics, as well as implantable devices like hip replacements and knee replacements. The ultimate goal is to improve medical device design and in doing so improve the way in which humans move while wearing or while implanted with one of these devices. One collaboration we have at the moment with the Australian Institute of Sport and their Paralympic sprinting program and looking at how best to model the device while, or the prosthesis while an amputee is sprinting. In that particular project, we have the whole spectrum. So we look at how the device is performing. Then we have a look at how the human is performing and how the device and the human together. And then we have a look at different things such as, can we improve the device? If no, then what can we change to optimize performance? So if we can't improve the device, can we improve the training protocol? So then we sort of start straddling disciplines between engineering as well as movement science, as well as performance management. So can we look at if we strengthen certain muscles, will that improve performance? And to do that, we do that through simulation-based methods. So on the computer, we have a, a little skeleton that we can move and we can create the prosthesis and all the different muscles used in sprinting and look at a lot of what-if type simulations. So what if we improved the amount the knee can move, for example? What if we increased the strength of the quadriceps, the thigh muscles? All those sorts of interesting well, I think they're interesting <laughs> types of questions that are helpful for performance as well as for um, coaches in their training. And that extends further uh, into more clinical-based work. You've probably come across lower limb prosthesis before, and if so, you'd notice that there's a wide variety in their appearance. If we continue on the story of the Australian Institute of Sport with the running blades, now these actually don't look 
like legs. They look like a big J shape and they're constructed this way for the energetics. So the energy that can be provided as we squash this J shape sort of tries or attempts to match the energy of an able-bodied gait. The sprinting blades are made out of carbon fiber. So similar to aeroplanes, performance cars. And the reason they use carbon fiber is because it can compress and it stores a lot of energy and it's quite efficient at returning that energy. But there's lots of variations of lower limb prosthetics. Some patients will prefer something that looks or is cosmetically similar to the limb, whereas others prefer something that's more functional. So the appearance of it isn't so important. So there's a large range um, of options there. So on top of the AIS in clinical research, Lauren also lectures two or three subjects a semester. And if you ask any of the students who have been in her classes, they will say she's more like a teacher. Anyone who's in the teaching profession will say that there's great satisfaction in teaching, particularly when students achieve certain goals or understand a particularly challenging topic. So that's certainly a highlight every time a student makes progress or has understanding or indeed goes on to have success. In terms of research, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Highlights are certainly when things work, translation, so making sure that your research doesn't stay just in the research realm, so making sure it goes into clinics or it goes into sport, that's certainly one of the big highlights, seeing your research actually make some difference to certain population groups. And on the side, there's something in the School of Biomedical Engineering that she's really excited about. Last year, we formed the first chapter of Engineering World Health in the Southern Hemisphere. And since then, we've gone from strength to strength, which is really exciting. So some examples of what we've achieved is our design team came third in the world design competition, and they designed a low-cost otoscope. So the light that the doctor uses to look into your ear, they designed one that could be manufactured for less than $20 and has multiple colors. And so the colors will illuminate different structures better so that the diagnosis is a little bit easier. So that's one big achievement that we're really proud of. The team did really well, especially for a first attempt. The other thing we've done is last year, we published a maths textbook to help in the training of biomedical engineering technicians in Cambodia and beyond. And we're just about to put the final touches on our physics textbook. So that's really exciting. And then the third is the creation of our Summer Institute. So Engineering World Health was developed to train technicians as well as to repair equipment. So in countries such as Cambodia, for example, they have a lot of equipment donated, but often things break or they don't have the right PowerPoint and the equipment is rendered useless because there's no one there that can repair or bring it back into use. So the goal of Engineering World Health is to train people to be able to do that, but also to give students an experience of working in a developing country, repairing equipment. Now, so far, Engineering World Health only runs summer institutes in the Northern Hemisphere summer, which doesn't correspond very nicely to the Australian calendar. So UNSW, mainly within Graduate School of Biomedical Engineering has designed their own summer institute. And we've got a cohort of students who will be heading off to Cambodia in January for two months to be embedded in local hospitals to repair equipment and help out with the training of the next generation of biomedical engineering technicians in Phnom Penh. And is participation in Engineering World Health open to all students in engineering? So we've got three streams, the design team, the education team, and then we have the summer institute. So the engineering, world health, design and education teams are open to anyone. 
the Summer Institute at the minute is just restricted to the Graduate School of Biomedical Engineering students. And the reason for this is it's the first time we've run it. And also it's sending engineers to work in hospitals. So it fits very well in terms of the overall goals of biomedical engineering. This being said, depending on its success, we may expand the Summer Institute to the faculty next year. And then depending on the technical skills required, it may be open for other students. But at this stage, it's engineering skills, repairing equipment. We would have to deal with it on a case-by-case -case basis for students outside of engineering. So have a look out for it being advertised in 2016. Awesome. Now let's hear from some UNSW students doing good in the community as we feature 180 Degrees Consulting as our Society of the Week. Ah, the humble student society, breathing life into the monotony of the everyday. We thank you not only for padding out our resumes, but for the community, the commitment, the barbecues and the beers. Who are these campus kings? Let's find out. Society of the Week! My name is Trisha. I'm the current president of 180 Degrees Consulting UNSW for 2015. So my name is Dianan and I'm currently the vice president for events and marketing at 180 Degrees Consulting. So 180 is a global student-driven consultancy that aims to create a positive social benefit in the not-for-profit sector. So we work with social enterprises and a lot of not-for-profit charities in the hopes to improve their business operations and their ability to create an impact in the world. So you could be involved in, say, a project for um, helping improve an organization's social media strategy, or you could be helping them understand how to fundraise better, how to target their donors so that they're um, getting more donations, or um, how to improve their programs themselves so that they're making more impact. So there are three main ways to join 180 Degrees and that would be through our Facebook page. So give that a like and send a message. Uh, checking us out on OrgSync, so it's always good to sign up there and also looking at our website which we contain our application links and all relevant information for prospective students that want to join. So we normally have an application um, process at the beginning of every semester and then there's also an interview process um, that um, we have. So our society isn't targeted towards any specific type of student. Um, we're open to all different types of students from di different degree disciplines as well as undergrads and postgrads. So highly encourage anyone who's interested in making a social impact and also being able to like learn problem solving skills. So we have a lot of events and activities tailored around our member base which really gives an opportunity for students to meet like-minded individuals and have fun in the process of creating a social impact together. If you're that type of person then definitely apply. You should join 180 Degrees Consulting as it is the perfect platform that allows students to test their academic skills in what they learn in the classroom towards creating a real impact amongst real organisations in the world. So 180 Degrees Consulting is a really great way to give back to society whilst also being able to develop um, your professional skills such as um, analytical thinking um, as well as coming up with creative solutions. You get experience into the consulting industry and you also get professional workshops and trainings that can allow you to 
excel in your own career, wherever that may take you. If you'd like to get involved with 180, develop your own personal and professional skills as you give back to the community, be sure to head to their website and Facebook page for more information. So up next, closing out the pod for this week and for the year, let's relive all of the good times and the sage advice with PB&J. So it's been a good year here on PB&J. Jamie and I have changed lives, shared some laughs, and cemented ourselves as being revolutionary life gurus on par with people like Jerry Springer, Dr. Phil, and of course, the ladies from The View. Here are a few of our best moments from the last year. Students are fun, but also dumb. Da-da-da-da-da, students. <laughs> so this question is from Glenn, who's studying business. He asks, I helped a co-worker get a promotion, but now they're being really arrogant about it. What can I do? Why don't you accuse them of drinking and stealing on the job? They might get fired or even lose their promotion. Then, when they're at their most vulnerable, you take over their position and they'll be left with nothing. Well, nothing but the knowledge that they never should have crossed you to begin with. <laughs> so. We have an update from Glenn's story. It's actually from the co-worker in question, which is really exciting. They write, Glenn has ruined my life. How do you sleep at night having encouraged him to do something like this? Well, anonymous co-worker, we sleep like babies on a posturepedic mattress, knowing that you've been given the opportunity to reinvent your career. Best of luck to you, and thanks for getting in touch. So I watched Avengers last night. How was it? I was quite impressed. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. I didn't I didn't pick you for a comic book movie. No, I, I kind of thought it was a bit dumb, like Thor's like a god, but then like there are normal people around and like he's not in like the heavens. Like it's... Makes perfect sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And his hammer and then someone else picks up the hammer in the movie though. Spoilers. Oh yeah, but hectic times. Mm. It was awesome. Like now they're going to be the king of um, where Thor comes from. Westeros. Westeros, that's... Not where thoughts were. <laughs> so this next question is from Nicole, who's studying education. She asks, what's some funny things I could name my Wi-Fi? You know what, Jamie? I've got this one. Wu-Tang Land, ASIO surveillance van, pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. The promised land, JB Wi-Fi, Paul K-Fi. Tell my wife I love her. Tell my wife I said hello. The routers of Rohan, Wi-Fi's in guard. Land down under. I mean, I call my Wi-Fi Mr. Burns. Why? Because my signal strength is excellent. <laughs> An update from Nicole now. Nicole says, I loved your advice and thought long and hard about it. I finally decided to name my Wi-Fi Nicole's home Wi-Fi and people always seem to get a giggle from it. Nicole, that's not even slightly funny, but good effort nonetheless. Listen to you. I know all the words. <laughs> Alright, so our last question's from Crystal and she asks, I'm a poor uni student who's struggling to find a job. How can I make a bit of money on the side? Crystal, do I have the solution for you? All you're gonna have to do is check your emails. I got one the other day from a Nigerian prince who has lost his throne, but is standing to inherit a large sum of diamonds. All I had to do was send him $5,000, and any day now, I'm gonna start getting some residual checks in the mail. 
You're welcome. You know, Crystal, there is one job that's been popular forever. Demand never seems to really go away. Some people would even call it the world's oldest profession. That's right. I think you'd make a great... So that's all we've got time for this week. Um, thanks for everyone for sending in their questions. Thanks Patrick. Yeah. I was going to say McDonald's. Get your head out of the gutter. Ah. There you go, Crystal. <laughs> now, an update from Crystal. Crystal says, McDonald's rejected my application, but thankfully I did get a job in the world's oldest profession. I'm self-employed, work great hours whenever I choose, and the benefits aren't just financial, I get presents and I really feel the love. I'm so glad I decided to open my own stall at the markets. Crystal, you're an entrepreneur and we love it. <laughs> so that's the end of PB&J for this year. Thanks to the incredible and hilarious Jamie for consistently being funnier than me. A huge shout out goes to Nash for all his support and for giving us this opportunity, as well as to Ark for not cancelling our segment. Thanks to everyone for writing in and listening. Good luck with your exams and all your studies. See you later. And with that, we're at the end. I'd like to take this chance now to say thank you to all of my volunteers whose contributions have made the pod possible throughout the year. Um, your hard work and dedication have made it what it is, and it has been a pleasure. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have worked and grown with each of you, and you have my deepest gratitude and respect. A big thank you to everyone in the ARC media team for all your support, and special thanks to my boss, Jeeves. And lastly, thanks to all of you, the listeners. Ultimately, you're the people we serve, and it's been a pleasure. Until next time, my name's Nash. You've been listening to ARC at UNSW presents the pod. See ya.